Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. want to tell you that now that the retail world has reopened your friends at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, hard at work. Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. The entire inventory has been repriced to make it easier for you to get a new Ford. Get up to 18000 off remaining 2019 F-350s. Hurry, there's only a few left. Plus, Mustangs, Escapes, Explorers, and even Rangers are on sale. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach him at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Just before we go to our headliner today, and that's Mark Spector for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta. The Oilers Now headliner brought to you every day by Touchback Safety. From fall protection to forklift training, trust the experts at TouchbackSafety.com. Your safety is their goal. I, I must say, this is an interesting text for somebody to text into a show called Oilers Now. And I'd like to get people's thoughts on this. Alan has texted the show to say, Hey, Bob, just to let you know, this is Alan texting the show, if Edmonton is a pod city, I will not be watching hockey. I will not support advertisers that advertise during the hockey game. Is he saying if Edmonton is a pod city? If Edmonton is. Oh, is it? He's saying if it isn't. Is he saying it isn't a pod city? There we go. Hey, Bob, just to let you know, it, it says, Brendan, how would you read? Go to Alan's text right now. I want to make sure I'm reading this text the right way here. He's saying, hey, Bob, just to let you know, if Edmonton is, and then he's got is and then I-N. Is he yeah, saying I'm isn't? At it. If it's not a pod city, I will not be watching uh, hockey. And will not support the advertisers that advertise during the hockey game. We deserve a pod. Uh, well, Alan, uh, appreciate your support, but I got news for you. There's no guarantee Edmonton's going to get it. And the NHL and the NHLPA have to work together. So I, I wanted to correctly read that. I had to do a double take on that text there. Let's bring aboard Mark Spector. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty fair. Bobby, that's uh, quite a demanding fan there. You're getting- well, these are demanding times. There's lots of people putting lots of demands on lots of different people out there. Uh, as we all know, and very challenging times, to say the least. And, uh, you know, if you're a libertarian that likes to sort of have freedom of your own individual thought on several issues, it uh, can be at times a little bit exasperating out there. But uh, we have a lot of empathy for everything, Mark, because you and me are getting old. And uh, when you're old, it's kind of like, did you watch Game of Thrones? I never did watch Game of Thrones, no. Towards the end of Season 7, all of these sort of nefarious characters that were henchmen and bad guys, yep. they're all sort of at the wall. And they're going to go out to the wall to face the great unknown, which are these things called the White Walkers that are the army of the uh, undead. And the point is we're all in the same – the protagonist, John Snow, makes a comment, something to the effect of, we're all on the same team here. We're all alive. And I think that as you get older, Mark, you just you're, you're like you know what I might have had a 
run in with you 30 years ago whatever buddy it's over <laughs> just i'm just i'm just happy you know what i'm saying i'm like, the hatchets are you bob after all these years yeah me and molly we're burying those hatchets so there spec you, you know i remember what you said about me in 2011 12 and 12 13 and you know i buried the hatchet in part because of horse racing alberta so there we go and we we, we do have kent on from uh hra a little bit later on we'll talk about that coming up um Let's start with the the fact that the Prime Minister's office uh, has stated that it's up to the sort of regional jurisdictions. And and so it's up to Edmonton and Vancouver and uh, and Toronto. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, he's opened the door for, for the jurisdictions to promise the NHL that there won't be any, you know, any type of quarantine that's really going to get in the way of anybody here, right? Whether, it's, whether they completely wipe the slate clean and say no quarantine at all, whether they say we're going to run a quarantine, but you can, the quarantine area will include your hotel and all team building, you know, practice facilities. Uh, the point is that was the stumbling block to having a Canadian hub city, and it sounded very much like the uh, prime minister removed it this morning. Yeah, um, if you're a betting man, who are the two cities going to be? Well, it's, the word seems to be out that Vegas is one of them. That seems to be quite a, uh, a popular opinion out there. So let's, uh, you know, I guess I'll, I'll tell you it's going to be Vegas, and it's probably going to be Toronto, I would think. Yeah. Um, that would be my bet, Bob. Do you think the, the safety of the players and the market's uh, handling of COVID uh, and the pandemic matters as much as maybe some people are inferring it matters? Yeah, no. Definitely not. There's no question. And that was what I've said here on the show a few times. Gary Bettman said that the last time he spoke at a press conference uh, when he outlined, you know, that what was going into phase two, I guess, uh, he said that it was a very big factor uh, in choosing the hub cities, the, you know, the level of COVID-19 and, and where they thought it might go and all that. And then they pick, you know, if they do pick Vegas, uh, that, that tells me that that's just not as big, nearly big a factor. I, I want to say, if if it was all about COVID, Edmonton wins hands down. We're the smallest NHL city vying for this thing. We've had less numbers than anyone else. We've got the practice rink. Uh, it seems to be more about hotels and you know, the ability to put everybody in one hotel and that, that hotel having five or six restaurants in it too, uh, that appears to be a bigger deal. Yeah, uh, Mark, the NHLPA is going to have a say in this. Um, and there are certain long-held perceptions of various different markets, and it's slightly changing for, for the Oilers in large part because, and we'll get to this a little bit later on since you voted on it, but there's a distinct possibility that Edmonton could end up with the first and second team all-star centers. They've unquestionably got, I mean, they have the two highest scoring players in the league, two of the best players in the world. That will help in terms of procuring free agents down the road. But do you think that given that there's an NHLPA factor in this, you have some guys that are uh, strong-minded in their views, uh, and some of them maybe don't look upon, and because and I, I do think this exists with some members of the PA, that uh, they might perceive Edmonton a little bit different than, let's put it this way, Vegas, well, Vegas is a sexier city than Edmonton. Well, okay, that. We, hey, sex, Vegas is a, a fun place to go to. There's no question about that. I don't know if anybody's thought about how fun it would be in 110-degree heat in August playing hockey. I know I went to a wedding there once, Mark, in May, and it was the week of the uh, Champions League final. 
and it was 111 degrees when we landed. And I, I was just in shock in May. And I was just like, mm-hmm. so I know it can get, high, you know, I don't know how pragmatic it is that they play there at that time of the year, given the challenges and how much they're going to need to use the main competition facility. But at the end of the day, do you think long-held confirmed bias against certain markets maybe plays into this? Oh, for sure, Bob. I mean, it's up to any group, whether it be the union or the or Batman talking to the owners, to, you know, to remind everybody of, of things that you just talked about. We're not just going to Vegas like we normally go to Vegas in, in over the, you know, January, February, where we walk the strip and we go to different casinos and we go to shows. And that's not the Vegas that the NHL is going to here. Right, they're going to a Vegas where they're going to be in a hotel. There's going to be, like I say, five or six restaurants in that hotel, which Edmonton cannot match. I will say, uh, they cannot match having it. The, the JW Marriott does not hold the entire NHL uh, party the way you know you could certainly put them in a hotel in Vegas. Um, but you're not signing up for the Vegas we know, and and it's incumbent to, uh, on on. You know the player reps and the and, and PA management makes your players know that. Having said that, I know what the average player thinks about Edmonton in terms of a destination to go to for two months. They come here in the winter, they fly in. It's you know I don't even tell our listeners what Edmonton looks like when you land at the international airport at two a.m. and drive straight downtown, play a game, and drive straight out two nights later. Uh, it's cold and it's crappy in, in January, and that's the vision a lot of players have in their head of Edmonton. We had a draft here. What year was it, Bob? Was the last time? 95, 1995. When they didn't draft Doan. And I'll never forget, even then, that was 25 years ago now, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't count on two hands the amount of people who said to me, man, this city's really nice in June. I never knew Edmonton was this nice with beautiful weather. The River Valley was lovely, you know, all of that. But these guys are young. They're in their 20s. They don't think the way older guys like me think. I would say to them, you know, you're indoors for two months. You know, for instance, Bob, a hockey team could, in Edmonton, uh, if they have an off day, they could practice at 10. They could go tee off at 1. They could play a nice round of golf and eat dinner on a, on a you know, patio somewhere in Edmonton. You cannot do that in Vegas in, in July and August, simple. You just cannot yeah. play a game of golf that doesn't start at 7 a.m. So yeah. Now, there's a wild... one of the differences. Yeah. Now, there's a wild card in this, and it's whether or not, you know, uh, two of the hotels, I mean, full disclosure, and again, this show's called Oilers now. It is a Oilers Entertainment Group show. Uh, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. Daryl Cates, it's documented, uh, has a significant share in JW Marriott. Tom Gillardi. The owner of the Dallas Stars uh, owns uh, the Sutton Place, and those would be two of the hotels that would be used. Mark, we know money talks and BS walks, and Vegas has got a ton of resorts. They've Not all of them are being deployed right now, and they yeah. could easily throw to the National Hockey League. And you know how many rooms are in those respective resorts. We're not talking five or 600 rooms in those uh, resorts. We're talking no. two or 3,000. Right. Exactly. We, we, they could easily make the offer look. Uh, and they're playing from a stacked deck, Mark. They have a stupidity tax that everybody pays into when you go to Vegas that props the numbers up for the state. Uh, they could easily go to the NHL and say, tell you what, we'll give you a free resort. The players' families can stay there as well. And it's there you go. And it keeps the cost right down. That's going to be tough well, to compete against. 
even if it's not free, okay, even if it's if they have to pay for their rooms, let's just, I get what you're saying, but let's let's make go into the assumption you're paying for your rooms. The point is, they would just rent the whole hotel. Uh, in terms of trying to secure the you know the bubble in terms of the COVID nineteen, once you start having to stay in the JW Marriott in Edmonton, they're talking four hotels here, right? They're talking yeah. the Marriott, they're talking the Delta, they're talking Sutton Place, and if some people maybe even at the Mac. Now you got four issues with the bubble. You got more busing. It's it's way way easier for the NHL to be under one roof with everybody. Uh, now in Edmonton, you got to find some restaurants for people to eat in. They're here for two months, Bob. So they're talking about the NHL's basically talking about buying a restaurant for a you know a period of weeks and and it just running for their you know the NHL party. Well that's easy in Vegas when you have one of these resorts with five or six different restaurants, yeah. high end restaurants inside yeah. it. We don't have that here, Bob. It doesn't exist in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, now, the advantage the Oilers have is they got a brand spanking new facility that's uh, totally nutted up for the purposes of broadcasts, and they've got a practice facility which is adjacent to the main competition facility. Uh, and Edmonton's facilities are better, Bob. Their hockey facilities are, are – I've been to both places many times, so have you. Yeah. They're clearly better. Uh, and I'll tell you this, the Oilers told the NHL when this whole thing started, they said, we'll give each of the 12 teams their own rink in the city. You know, we got enough rinks here. We can give you 12 rinks if that's yeah. what we need here. And the league said that we don't need that many rinks. But the point is, when it comes to hockey, when it comes to making ice, when it comes to putting on hockey games, doing morning skates, there's no nobody competes with Edmonton in this thing. Edmonton's got the best setup. There's no question. Uh, just uh, Cactus Jack sending me a text just saying Park MGM 2990 uh, and 90, uh, 2,990 rooms at Park MGM. There you go. There you go. All right, Spec, uh, 1249. We're going to step out for a second, and when we come back, we're going to hit on NHL awards when we return on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1251 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Brendan back to the 630 Chat Studios. It's a Tuesday. That means Sportsnet spec for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, Kent Verlick coming up. Uh, from Horse Racing Alberta at 105 today to give us a little bit of perspective on their uh, rollout plans because it's certainly another one of those. I know David Branch has just put a tweet out saying that they're hoping to get back up and running in fall because I know there's a lot of people sort of questioning when does junior hockey get going as well. Uh, Mark, yesterday, did you get your uh, end up getting your, your all-star teams and all of your uh, award uh, winners off in time? I did indeed, Bob. Yeah, I got him on uh, last week, as a matter of fact. Okay, so you were uh, an eager beaver in that regard. And uh, interesting one, uh, because we have a lot of people out there that would text us right now, 780-496-0063. Most of the listeners to a show called Oilers Now would probably think that Leon Dreisaitl should win the Hart Trophy. Um and it's it's interesting. I know that there were a couple voters that said, well, they had to think long and hard about it that we're working in the Edmonton market. I found that to, you know, and I get it. You don't want to be seen as being biased to the market that you're in. Uh, as broadcasters, we only vote for the coach. And, I mean, 
I watched a coach this year have the number one power play and the number two penalty killing unit in the league and make a significant improvement with his squad. So he did get one of my votes, Dave Tippett, for coach of the year. How do you balance sort of, you know, trying to be as objective as possible when you're having the privilege of watching a guy like Dreisaitl play every night? You only may see Artemi Panarin, you know, two to four times a year. Yeah, that's always always difficult. And, and you know what, it's not a... You know, a lot of fans want to call it, you know, we all throw around the term Eastern bias out there. And it's it's not as much a bias that people say, I am I want a Ranger to win or I want an Oiler to win. It's it's an unconscious bias in watching a player. You know, I yeah. watched Leon Dreisaitl play in the normal season 82 times. And I do, you're right. I'll see Panarin play more than twice. I watch games on TV, but for sure, you know, your eye gets trained to the guy you see the most. So you got to do the research. You look at even strength points. You look at, you know, different, uh, you know, the fancy stats. You get on natural stat trick. You look around a little bit. You compare guys. How much did they kill penalties? You know, where did all their points come? Where did their shots come? Things like that. You do some research and you figure it out. And some of us have a have a standard where you would say if the team doesn't make the playoffs, he's not winning my heart trophy. Other guys don't care. This year's a funny year because the Rangers make the playoffs when normally they shouldn't have. Yeah. So I think Artemi Panarin will uh, and Leon Drysaddle. It's going to be a pretty close race out there, Bob. I don't think it's you don't uh, think you don't think it's between Drysaddle and McKinnon. You think it's between Drysaddle and Panarin? I think it's between Drysaddle and Panarin. Yeah, hmm. I do. Uh, it's 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 interesting. You talk about the unconscious bias, and and I have a theory on this, Mark. Okay, serious. So here's the thing. When you're working in the Eastern Conference, there aren't games on before your games when you're working out East. So you're not watching other teams' games. And then when your game is over, you're either busting your ass with the post-game availability of the player and the coach and writing your post-game story, or you're working as a radio guy that's doing a post-game show or TV guy wrapping up, or you're flying on to the next game. You know, if you're part of a broad... So you have... I don't think the guys out east watch as much of the games out west. Now, sometimes there'd be guys that would listen to the games driving home, as an example, on satellite radio and things like that. Contrast that with when you're out west. What do we all do for a 7.30 Oilers game between 5.30 and, and 7 o'clock? Where are you, Mark? Maybe explain to the listeners where you are before a game. Yeah, right. If it's an Oilers game, I'm sitting at the rink, and I'm watching watching on about four different games on all those screens in the media room. So, sure. There you go. And, and that's and it, it affects the West Coast guys even more. The L.A. and you know the Pacific time zone player is just – there's no question. He is seen by less NHL eyeballs in a season than a guy playing in the Eastern Conference. It's just, it's just a fact. It's interesting with Panarin because he got Rookie of the Year instead of Connor McDavid, okay? And he was an older player. I think he might have been 20 – five or 26 and Panarin's a hell of a player he's a great player but McDavid was rookie of the month in all three months that he was healthy for that season mm-hmm. and uh you know it it I, I'm gonna be really intrigued to see what happens here because uh if it, if it were me I probably would have gone uh gone Dreisaitl one I might have gone McKinnon two Panarin three and I might have had McDavid four I'm serious you guys have to list how many five with this five, I went Dreisaitl, Panarin, Pasternak, McDavid, and McKinnon. Okay. So I would have, and I would have had Pasternak in the top five as well. Uh, now, explain to the listeners how the All-Stars work. Uh, the same voters and the mostly, I think it was 100 and, I want to say 170 
five-ish PHWA members, and then there's another panel of writers, or TV guys, I should say, guys like Eddie Olchek and um, Darren Drager and Elliot Friedman, guys like that. So there's another 20 or so of them. So it's roughly speaking about 200 voters. We would vote on the NHL All-Star team. You vote on three centermen, three right wing, three left wing, six defensemen, and three goalies. Uh, and then you vote on the NHL rookie team, which is uh, just three forwards of any position, Bob. Doesn't matter, left or right or center. Two defensemen and a goalie. Yeah. So uh, with your center votes, did you go McDavid, dry, uh, dry Settle, McDavid, one, two? I went Dry Settle, McDavid, and then McKinnon. Yeah, I did one, two, three. There you go. I just thought that, you know, I mean, Dry Settle is, I mean, if he wins my heart, he's, he's my all star centerman, right? You can't pick the guy for your heart and have him be your third centerman. That doesn't make sense. And, uh, you know, it's a tough one. McKinnon and McDavid are obviously, they're both great players. Um, I thought that, you know, McKinnon played five more games and he had four less points. Uh, so that's one factor. It's not all the factors, but it's one factor. He also had 62 even strength points. McDavid had 54 even strength points. So that's a win for McKinnon. The even strength points to me are more valuable. All right, certainly more harder to get. Yeah. Um, but he also had 12 power play goals, and uh, McDavid only had 11. So they're neck and neck, man. McDavid and McKinnon this year, neck and neck. Yeah, I, I know you saw the tweet yesterday. Uh, there has not been a team that has had the first and second All-Star Center since the Montreal Canadiens in 6061, when John Bellavon and Henri Richard were 1-2, and that was before the writers voted on the All-Star team. Bob Stoffer and Mark Spector joining you right now. We're going to uh, head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Kent Verlick from Horse Racing, Alberta, and then Speck and me are going to go down a different path. We're going to talk about the draft as well at 115. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.